The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. So now, if you work in a toxic workplace, is that down to the culture of the organisation or is it down to bad apples that you work with? Or could it possibly be that you're the problem without even realising it? Our next guest has written a fascinating book, All That We Are, which uncovers the hidden truths behind our behaviour at work. Gabriella Brown, thank you very much for taking the time to join us. So what prompted you to conduct this investigation into the workplace? Well, thank you very much for inviting me. What prompted this book? Really, the seeds were sown when I was first an employee and then then became a a leader in organisations. And I found that some of the things that went on in the organisations I worked for, I just couldn't make sense of. And some of the time it was great, and I loved the camaraderie of being in a team. And when I became a boss, some of it became really hideous. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to do it. In those days, there was nothing like coaching or training. So I think that sets set the seed of thinking, what is it that really happens in the workplace that affects us so much, but we can't seem to really understand? And then I became a consultant working with organisations. And what I found was huge amounts of distress, huge amounts of damage, um, the toxicity that you've mentioned, and again, people not understanding what was happening to them. And I I got so concerned about the mental health illness, really, that has been going on in the workplace. And that's why I wanted to write this book. And Cor, tell me a little bit about your professional qualification to do this as well. Yes, thank you. Um, I am trained to apply psychoanalytic thinking and systems thinking to work with organisations, to work with leaders, to work with teams, whether in groups or individually in coaching. So that means that what I do, which is very unusual, is really think about what's going on under the surface, what's going on unconsciously that we can't see, but we're affected by all the time. And you've done this through a whole series of case studies in this book, which you've anonymized so that the identities of companies or individuals does not become clear. But it's interesting that one of the things you seem to pick up on is people bringing into work problems that they have, not just current problems, perhaps, but deep-seated, long-running ones which influence their behavior. Tell us a bit more about that. That's exactly right. And that's where the power of the unconscious is so, so great. And that's where when we ignore all of that in the workplace, which we do generally, we do that at our peril, really. Because what we all bring to work are some of our early history, our background, the stamp of our personality. And for most of us, Our first authority figures are actually our parents and our first experience of being in a team or a group is our family. So unconsciously, we bring that with us to the workplace. The workplace 
triggers some of those early feelings and memories. And we react to situations at work without even realizing that that's what's coming up for us. So for instance, a boss may unconsciously set up a response in us that's about something that we didn't really resolve with a parent because they were the original authority figure. And so we're responding to the boss, not just because of what he or she is doing now or how we're feeling now or what's happening in our life now, but with this whole heap of baggage because of this unconscious thing about how, we, how we've registered authority figures in our mind. I'm just going to use an example from my own previous career uh, when I used to be a newspaper editor. And I remember having a section editor once discussing with me the performance of particular individuals to which he said that people come to us in a workplace almost fully formed and that it's very difficult to change them in the way that you might want to change them subsequently other than by small increments. Would that sort of fit with your thinking, particularly if it's deep-seated personality traits going back to childhood? Uh, yes and no. Yes, you you know, you don't come to work to have all of those unraveled. And it's certainly not the workplace's job or responsibility to do anything about those things that you're bringing in with you. So yes, in that sense. But no, I think there's actually a lot we can do about it in the workplace because what if if we're more aware of what we're bringing with us, for instance, we're aware that we um, may have a bit of a sore spot when it comes to being given, let's say, constructive feedback, that our sore spot is that we will automatically hear that as criticism. Now, if I know that about myself, I can at least when I'm being given it and I'm hearing it as criticism, I can check myself and I can think, hang on, hang on, hang on. Is this just my set of glasses that always hears everything as criticism? So I can reduce the impact by knowing myself. Similarly, we can reduce the impact by understanding some of what's happening, the dynamics between people in the workplace. And if we make that conscious rather than unconscious, we can not be so pulled and pushed around by it and we can improve what's going on in the workplace significantly. But could it not be that it's current events going on in a person's life that may be more significant than the unconscious things of the past? So if somebody maybe has a problem in their marriage or has a sick child um, or is struggling financially, maybe with addiction issues or something outside of work, that those are the things that may influence their behaviour with colleagues in the workplace rather than other things from further back. I totally agree that our everyday lives affect us in the workplace and can affect us a lot more than the things going further back. But actually, I think they both happen. And it really depends. You know, if we haven't had, if we've had a pretty okay past, then it might not affect us like mad. Or if we've dealt with our past, it might not be very present in the way we respond now, and we might be much more affected by things in the present. If we've had a difficult past and or haven't really dealt with it, it might still come back much more 
actively. But I, I certainly absolutely agree that what's going on at the moment in our lives, the kinds of examples you gave, are really present. And again, we, we have this myth that we say, leave your problems behind when you go to work. Well, we can't. You know, if somebody's really worried about marriage breakdown or financial difficulty, especially at the moment, um, it, we know that that's going on for so many people. We can't leave that at the door when we come into the workplace. Well, that, that's interesting because I was just about to bring up you know, the, the expression, don't bring work home with you, that you have to have that separation between your work life and your home life. But might it not work the same way that your employer is entitled to expect and indeed the customers that you might interface with, that you don't bring your own personal problems in, that you can also treat the workplace as an escape from those personal issues and you dedicate yourself in the time you've been paid for to do your job? Employers can expect you to dedicate your time to do your job and that is what they're paying you for and that is fair enough. And I think we all have to try and manage ourselves so that those pressing concerns from our private lives aren't completely taking us over at work because that's not the work, what the workplace is about. But at the same time, I think it's, I don't think we can simply say, oh, that belongs at home and this belongs at work. Because if it's something really weighing on us, it's going to, whether we like it or not, it will come with us. And it may be conscious, it may be unconscious. Something somebody says, we may respond to more angrily or more, we get, may feel more rejected than usual. We may be oversensitive. Those things we won't necessarily even be aware of. And I think all of us and employers need to both say, hang on, this is a job, you have to do your job, but also be willing to cut people a bit of slack when they're going through a bad time and have a bit of understanding about that and a bit of tolerance to that. But isn't it difficult for employers, though, to find out without invading a person's privacy? Yes, it is, and it's not for an employer to say, well, clearly, you know, you're in difficulty at home, otherwise you wouldn't be behaving like this. But an employer could say, a boss could say to somebody, is everything okay? Because you don't seem yourself at the moment. I think that's a very helpful thing to say. I don't think that's intrusive. And the, the employee can say, well, things are a bit tough. They don't need to go into any detail. They don't even need to say that if they don't feel safe saying that. But I don't think it's intrusive to say, I'm noticing that you seem a bit stressed. Can I do anything? Are you all right? That's showing care and concern. It is, but do you think might some employers be worried that by doing so, the answer they might get is that, well, yes, there are problems, but it's your fault. You're the cause as my employer of my issues. Hmm. Good question. Um, I don't know. Maybe employers would be worried about getting that response. I would encourage them not to be overly worried about that because actually if it's reasonable, and of course there's a whole other question if it isn't reasonable, but if somebody says, yes, I'm you're right, I am stressed, and actually it's because you were putting me under intense pressure and I can't cope. Um, that might be a conversation that it's helpful to have. 
And it might be that the employee is exaggerating or unable to cope and the employer needs to know that and can support that employee if that's appropriate. Or it might be that the employer doesn't realise the effect of his or her behaviour and actually has a chance to get that feedback and to think about it and maybe adapt a bit, again, if that's appropriate. But it's helpful for employers to know what their employees are feeling, obviously within reason. I'm going to put it out to our listeners to see what they think and about their own workplace experiences. Your last word, 087 102 by text or by WhatsApp. But for now, Gabriella Brown, author of All That We Are. Thank you very much for taking the time to join us here on The Last Word at Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.